Welcome to We're Not Finished, a podcast presented by the studios of Key West. I'm Gwen Filosa. I'm a reporter at the Miami Herald. The studios is a leading art institution in South Florida. It's located downtown at 533 Eaton Street. For a list of events and more programming like this, go to tskw.org. Renee Rodriguez, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Gwen? I'm great. And thank you so much for joining me um, on the podcast. You, uh, a long time uh, film critic for the Miami Herald, and um, you've, you've, then you, you did a lot of business, amazing business reporting and such. But um, um, now you're running a theater at the University of Miami, right? Yeah, it's um, it's it's kind of weird how, you know, but it's, you know, when I started working at the Herald, I was working under Bill Cosford, who was the movie critic at the Herald. And now I'm running the Cosford Cinema at the University of Miami. Um, and I'm also teaching film. So I feel like I, st- I still feel like Bill has my back. Um, um, and I grew up reading Bill Cosford's reviews. So, oh my gosh. um, you know, it's just, it's just really crazy, but yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm really happy because I get to program movies and I also teach classes there. So I get to, uh, uh, turn students on to like movies and, uh, certain way of framing. No, framing. congratulations. It's perfect. Yeah. Fit, mm-hmm. I, I think, but, uh, I, wanted to dedicate an episode uh, a show of the podcast to Jordan Peele's latest film Nope I saw it over the weekend I hadn't wanted to see a film a a new film in a long time like really excited to see one I went I was blown away I don't even have words what are what are your thoughts or what what was your immediate reaction or what are you thinking now when, when I say hey have you seen Nope so you know um like you I was really excited uh and I went to see it and I went to see it in IMAX because it was shot on 65 millimeter, which means it was shot for IMAX. So um, if you haven't seen it and you're going to go see it, uh, try to see it in IMAX if you can. Um, I thought the, the beginning was just extraordinary. Like the, the, the little short uh, prologue with uh, there's a chimpanzee on a TV set. and 40. Yes. And something has gone wrong and we don't know what it is, but the movie just grabs you like this. And then we're introduced to this brother and sister. Um, I'm not going to like recap the plot because I think part of the fun of the movie is, is discovering what the plot is. But what I will say is I was really with it um, for two thirds of the movie. Uh, Jordan Peele uh, for better or worse, he has been, you know, uh, with his previous movies, get out, which, earned him an Oscar for the screenplay. And then with us, and now with this, he has kind of, he's become in a way like the, I mean, he's doing something very different than M. Night Shyamalan did. Like M. Night Shyamalan would give you those last minute twists, but Jordan Peele uses his movies also as social commentary. And, and you know, they're not just entertainment. You can take them as entertainment, um, but there's a lot of meat on those bones, right? Which is what makes him such a, uh, uh, an interesting, intriguing filmmaker, and he's also a great writer of, of dialogue and characters, and he's a great shooter. Like, like I mean, he has it all. I mean, visually, his movies are stunning. So I was really disappointed when Nope, uh, when we get to its third act, um, and I think one of the problems with the movie is that it's too long. It's That's a little it. long. 
Yeah, it's like two hours and five minutes or two hours and 10 minutes, something like that. Yeah. And it's the longest one of his movies. And I think it would have benefited greatly from some editing. But basically, by the time we get to the third act, we kind of have this situation, which has already been shown in the trailers, where you have this brother and sister who are who are running a horse ranch. And they, they're being uh, besieged by what looks to be, you know, an extraterrestrial uh, uh, UFO, like a, like a, you know, and we don't know what's in there. Um, by the time the big reveal comes, um, f- first I thought that the reveal, um, was the least interesting, um, kind of plot twist imaginable. Like I almost wish there hadn't been a twist per se, and I wish he had kept it more just about, oh, look, it's a giant flying saucer. Um, I think I think when the when the twist is revealed, I was like, well, this isn't very interesting. I mean, I, I just didn't think it added anything to the story. Um, and I think some things are better left mysterious. Um, I think basically he answers a little bit too much of his own mystery, even though it still leaves you with a lot of questions. A lot of questions. Like a lot of questions, but um, I, I kind of wish he hadn't, you know, told us as much as he did. And then. Um, my other, my my biggest problem is that that last half hour, I thought was really dull. Um, it's I was a little distracted by. Yeah, and it's um, you know it's a motorcycle and horseback and those inflatable you know things that they're, they're really cool. The first couple of times you see them, like the, the inflatable balloons that go like this. They're called sky buddies in the film. I've never heard that. I just thought oh, they, I've never had a word for them. Those I didn't buddies. either, but that's great. No, sky buddies. Yeah, like like the first couple of times you see them, like they're fantastic, right? And they're ominous because you're like, why are they going down? In those last 30 minutes, I got really sick of the sky buddies. You were done. Like, You'd have, I was you like, it. you got it. It's just like, okay, we get it. And he keeps he keeps using them. And the movie just keeps going and going and going, but nothing is really happening. Right. And up to that point in the film, he had been developing this very gradual momentum, which he is so good at doing. Right. Jordan Peele is a master at pacing and story momentum. Um, and in this movie, he does the same thing. And then when you get to the last 30 minutes, to me, the, the movie kind of felt like a ground to a halt. And there is a character in the movie um, who is a, a film director. Which again, like without getting into spoilers. Or yeah, I wanted to tell everyone I'm trying not. It, don't you say what you want. I try not to do spoilers because I think it's possible. But you've all been warned, so whatever. Yeah, no, 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 like no, no, like I'm really good at not. At, you at are. Never, you're you're very spoilers. good at it. Yeah, it, it's from my reviewing days because I don't That's like right. I don't believe in spoilers, right? So, but there is a character, character in the, the film, the fella, the fella. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a character in the film who plays a, a film director. Um, and so there's this big buildup with this character. And again, in those last 30 minutes, the character just does something that just comes out of nowhere. It just comes out of nowhere. It made absolutely no sense when you con- connect it to what Jordan Peele had set up and what he had told us about that character. And I was really annoyed because I was like, you know, it has a huge impact it doesn't have a huge impact on the plot, but you're left wondering, well, why was this character even introduced to the film? 
which added to the running time and again just ended up not serving any purpose. We got to see the director's cut that they usually release after. And 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 I totally yes. hear what you're saying. I actually agree. Um I, I just think it's sort of um it's like critiquing certain parts of breaking bad, like it's still the best thing on TV. It's like I've just been so disappointed, Renee, by the films this year. I I just want my money back. And but no, 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 I agree totally. I guess my thing when I left was I haven't seen a spectacle like that in on in in film in so long. I can't even think of one. Can you I mean there is a movie that is still racking it up at the box office that is the most unexpected. I didn't even go see it. I was like, this looks like junk. And then it, it was such, it had such a big opening weekend and it got such good reviews. I was like, I have to go see this. Have you seen Top Gun Maverick? Yes, I loved it. There you go. And that movie, talk about a spectacle. I did not know what I was getting in. I, and my right. friends were all, I'm like, I loved it. It was fun. It yes. was, um, it, there's a scene that made me feel a hundred years old because they flashback. I thought it was fun. I thought it was good movie making and. It's really fun. It's a spectacle because um, it is all spectacle. Those actors are really on in those planes. They're not flying the plane. That's why I went because I the New York Times right. will not stop writing about it, which is it's odd. it's just it's but. such a surprising movie. And then talk about like we were talking about the third act of of Nope. Talk about a third act twist and Top Gun. Like what happens there? And again, no spoilers, but. What happens there? I wasn't expecting that, and I, was I wasn't like, either. And it really kind of ramped up the yes, tension. Like yes, and up. I was like, "Wow, like this is really surprising." And they didn't put it in the trailers. They didn't put it in anything. And so, you know, I think of that movie. And you know, when I first heard they were making a sequel to Top Gun, I was like, "Who cares?" Like, you know, like, I, like Top Gun is not a good movie. It was I, a movie of its time. I didn't like it the first. I don't even know right, if I've seen exactly. it. All right. the way through, I I right. was not interested. Sorry. Right. But. No, no, there, there there there's not much to it. But Top Gun Maverick, um, and I'm so happy that it's doing so well because it proves there's been this big question, you know, with COVID, it, you know, about are the movies dead? In in other words, if your movie's not a Marvel movie or the Batman, you know, mm-hmm. are people going to come out to see it? Now, yes, Top Gun is a sequel. But what's interesting is if you look at the demographics of the audiences who went to see Top Gun are much older than the regular demographics. I, I mean, I think the biggest demographic group who went to see it, and I would have to double check this, but I believe it's between the ages of 35 and 45, which That's is not the demographic that usually leads the box office. Really? Because right? it's younger, yes. right? Well, because well, they saw the original. Yeah, well, no, no, it's older. I mean, the, the no, demographic no, 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 usually kicks ass. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Younger. Right. And, you know, what's interesting to me about like getting back to Nope is so, you know, box office has nothing to do with quality, right? That's right. one thing I always preached as I, a movie critic. Just I agree more. Yeah, just because, I mean, West, uh, Steven Spielberg's West Side Story from last year, I thought was a remarkable movie, like such an achievement. And it just bombed. But all that meant is that people didn't want to go see a West Side Story musical. It doesn't mean that the movie is bad necessarily, right? When you see, when you have a big opening weekend and then the second weekend drops off precipitously, but that tells you is that word of mouth on a movie is bad. And Nope had a, a decent sized opening. It wasn't like a record setting opening, but it was a very healthy, I think it was something like 44 million or something like that. 
and then it went like this. Um, and oh, I think, I think you know, again, I don't, I hate turning uh, talking about movies into a, a math thing because I think it shouldn't shouldn't be. But um, it's very revealing that a movie with he has such a huge following, and this movie um, had been so hyped, and we, and we were so eager to see it, and that huge drop tells you that you know people are like yeah you know yeah, everybody went to work in the gym and said eh. which exactly. i heard too right before i saw it um and i also wanted to ask you because i i also um i loved us i think the movies have gotten better i wasn't knocked out by get out i just i'm i know i'm a terrible person but i i, I think they get per- it's still better than everything else i saw and i loved us because i did not expect it and i thought it was so um just go for broke and right. I, I, but is there a mass audience for Nope? I mean, do people get it? No, I'm not trying to sound snotty, but do people get that it's not an alien movie per se? Well, I mean, you have to, because I mean, the movie pretty much makes that point. And I think here's the thing. If you market a movie, excuse me, if you market a movie as this thing, product A, right? Um, and that movie has been marketed very mysteriously and very effectively. It had a wonderful ad campaign. Even the poster, which is the, the Good. so mysterious and you're like, you're intrigued. Yeah, they let, they're, they're tipping their hand that it's some kind of alien or some kind of creature from another world, a spaceship, something. But like, we don't know what it is. And more importantly, we don't know what they want, right? Mm. Um, but when the movie is over and you find out what exactly was going on, yeah, I felt, I felt, I felt burned, you know, and not because Peel doesn't give us something. He does. He gives us something very big and he gives us like this really big idea. I just think the idea itself is the least interesting one he's had um, compared to his previous two movies. And so I think it's ironic that for this movie, he got his biggest budget ever Mm. um, because he had proven it because both get out and us were, were small budget uh, movies and they made a lot of money. So they're like, okay, you know, I I think they gave him like $70 million um, and the money is up there on the screen. And, you know, the film critic in me likes little things that he does. Like there are a lot of homages to jaws, in the movie, there's a couple of times okay. if you listen to the soundtrack where you you start hearing that dun 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 dun. It's very brief. Um, you know, he's obviously a big Spielberg disciple. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, movies, genre movies in particular, science fiction, horror, they live or die by their ending, right? Because that's what you remember uh, mm-hmm. when when you leave the theater. You don't remember necessarily. You, you might say, yeah, it had some really good stuff in it, which this does. I mean, the, the again, getting back to that chimpanzee, when we finally find out what happened and he doles it out in little segments, right? When we find out what happened with that chimpanzee, that, that all that all those sequences, are, I think, are just masterful. Um, they have almost nothing to do with the with the main plot except kind of explain the motivations of a character and thematically, yeah, it kind of links together. But I would have much rather seen a movie about that than than. I want to say, um, what what is when you say the idea? I had to read about it, Renee. I didn't. I didn't. I the last moments of Nope. I 
loved. I felt like I was at the a classic, mo- the golden era of movies, that last sequence or the last moments. But I had to come home and kind of read about it. And I asked a friend, I go, can you explain parts of it? And he was like, oh my gosh. And I, but I, when I read things, I, I was, my world opened there. Like, well, it could be about, um, again, just spitballing. It could be about mm-hmm. police presence on certain communities. It could be about um, I mean, I, I think everything's about race and should be. It's very fascinating and it's it's ta- you know it's important. But what, when you say the idea of of nope, what what are you thinking? What what's your um? um well, yes, okay. So I mean, your I experience. What, like what like what makes Jordan Peele I think such a genius is that he comes up with these very specific ideas, right? But they are a commentary. I mean, Get Out is is the most obvious one, but Us is also he's commenting um, as an African-American artist on the world he sees around him. Um, If you watch the Blu-ray of Get Out, or this is probably online somewhere, um, he shot Get Out during, he wrote and shot Get Out during the uh, Obama presidency. Okay. And by the time the movie was going to be released, Trump had been elected president. And so he changed, he reshot the ending. Um, I know that. Yes. And if you go look at the original ending of, of Get Out, which it's definitely on the Blu-ray. I can't imagine it's, it's, it's not online somewhere. Everything is the same up to the point where, um, where he's on the road and the police lights are coming and he just finished killing the, um, the, 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 the woman. You know, he, he kills her on the road and then the, the police lights come and and you you brace for the worst. And then if you remember and get out, it's actually his friend who gets out of the car. Um, the original ending is, is not his friend. It's the police. And the movie ends very differently. But what Jordan Peele said is he changed the ending because he wanted to make a comment on the Obama era. And with Trump, the movie would be almost too much on the nose and it would be too depressing. It would be too depressing. And so he changed it as a kind of reaction to the political climate of the country, right? Um, as as things were getting more conservative. You know, with, with this movie, yes, there's a lot of ways you can interpret this film. But I don't find, and I've been doing like a lot of reading too. And um I don't know. I just, I just, you know, to me as a movie critic, yes, I'm all about metaphors and I'm all about, you know, thinking about movies on a deeper level, but the number one movie, the number one thing a movie has to do, in my opinion, before you can get to all that is it has to entertain the viewer, right? Movies are entertaining. So I don't care if you're a comedy, I don't care if you're a horror movie. I want to be entertained. Right. It's a movie. You're paying money and you want to have a good time. You want to have a fun time. You want to see a show. You want to laugh, whatever it is. Everything else comes second to that, right? So it's great if movies have those subtexts because then they give you something to talk about other than, oh, wasn't that spaceship cool, right? But with a movie like Nope, if the movie doesn't work, then personally to me, um, all those metaphors and all those ideas oh. percolating in the background fall apart because 
doesn't matter. Okay. Right. Like, like, like you see what I mean? Like you can see them, you can point them out, but you're giving the movie too much credit because it doesn't, again, it doesn't, um, it doesn't succeed um, at them. So I, you know, when, when a movie's like that, I kind of, you know, I kind of, I don't know. I just kind of don't give it the benefit of the doubt. You can see some of the things that he's trying to write about. And you're right. I have read a lot of reviews of this movie, like not, um, thumbs up or thumbs down, but like analytical. Oh, there's so much good criticism, uh, film criticism and, um, essays and such, not criticism meaning, you know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. so much out there and, and I've learned so much and it, it brought up a lot of things I hadn't thought of. And, um, but I just, like my favorite parts of Nope, I have to be, um, the brother and sister, uh, camaraderie that at, for, uh, the acting, the, the casting is dead on. I, 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 I just like the, the, the dialogue in the scenes. It, it, it worked and there was some lighthearted, funny moments and, um, and some really chilling things. Right. And the thing, let's just say in the house, when she's in the house, kind of buyers, that was really scary to me. Right. Things are going down, at, you know, and, um, but yeah, there were some, um, I don't know. The, the, and I mean, his name is OJ, which I know what Jordan Peele is. Do. I, I know right. he's, he's, well, uh, there's a joke about it. There's a joke about it in the movie. In the, when, yeah. When he's on the set and he's like, what's your name? He's like, OJ. And they're, and, and the person's like, you know, like it's it's the all white movie set, and he's there because his sister's late. And yes, no, no, of course, no, no. There's a lot, you know, and all that stuff is there, you know. So, I mean, if I was to review uh, Nope, um, I would probably give it two and a half stars, which means it's worth seeing. Out of out of four, like like okay, like that was so our bad. Yeah, that was like that was our scale, but we were always very stingy with the stars because yeah. I do think it's it's a movie worth seeing, and I think it's a movie worth seeing at the movie theater. Um, yes. At home, it really—I mean, this is true of every movie, but this movie was shot on sixty-five millimeter for a reason, right? It was I, meant those giant nighttime skies. I've know? never heard of sixty-five millimeter. Yeah, sixty. Well, it's really expensive. Um, the like the other director who uses it a lot is Christopher Nolan. So he shot Dunkirk oh. in sixty-five. It's basically like just a bigger film frame, so you get much more detail, like in the frame. So that way, when you like those shots in the movie where he's looking up at the night sky, like you almost feel like you're outside looking at the night sky, and then when one of those clouds moves. You know, it's very startling. And the screen is so big that sometimes things are happening and like you don't see it right away. And then you're like, oh, wait, like, look at that, you know. Um, so there's there's a lot of really uh, fun stuff in Nope. And I think um, thematically, again, um, I think there's a lot of stuff in there. I, I, I don't think there's just one thing. I think he threw in a lot of things into that film. Um and I think it's definitely, definitely worth seeing at the theater. Um, I have a feeling when it gets, if you watch that movie at home, it's going to be even less effective. Totally because. different, um, totally different experience. I would give it, not that it matters, no one cares. About it. I would give no, no, it a yeah. three, mostly because of, uh, it sounds so patronizing, just, but I don't mean it to be like the, the reach, the ambition, the, I am going to make the biggest movie ever. I, I think and it didn't fail at it didn't fail in what it was doing it was um and also i didn't expect anything from the first scene i'm like what is 
not the Gordy, but then the first scene, um, the horse, the horse, uh, the, the daddy on the horse, I was like, what's going on? And I don't know. It, and, and, uh, but you know what I think is the best movie I've seen in decades is, did you see Queen and Slim? In 2019? Yes. Yes, I did see Queen. I thought of that the other day when I was preparing for this, and I was like, that movie just, and at the end, man, I was like, I am the most cynical, like, you can't make it happy. I really thought things were going to be different. Right, right, right. Well, you hope. Like, you hope. And and that's what that movie does so well, is that you hope, right, that at at the standing at, at the tarmac, you're like this. This has to go, you know, the way, and then it doesn't. A wild um, ride, a perfect yes. ride. And when I again, left the theater, another movie that's too long though. That movie is. Oh my god, it was forever. I, I, <laughs> but when I left the theater, I felt like I learned something about yes. the race. Oh um, yes, the Absolutely. race, country yeah. world, and the, mm-hmm. I actually felt like I I was presented with something that I I, I needed to consider, and right. um, and also just crazy action right what was going on but yeah why are these films too long you know i call it the netflix effect so you know in the in the 70s and 80s you know movies were like 90 minutes 100 minutes you know sometimes you have movies that are longer because they need to be longer but audiences have gotten used to long form television narrative because right of netflix. well you know all these things are too long like i'm watching unbelievable it could be three episodes it's right. nine or something um all of them why they are too the episodic what's going on they do that because they can they right can. and so for example um i'm watching the last season of of of, of better call saw and some of my friends friends are hating the last two episodes because they they said nothing happened, you know. And my argument is, well, we only have two episodes left, and it's gone forever. Um, and what that show has done unexpectedly is, as it gets to the very very end, it has slowed the pace down, right? But I oh, would argue right. that there's a, there's a lot happening in those episodes. It's just not what you want to see. Really, the, show, the showrunner is giving you something else, but yeah, there are, there are, especially Netflix in, in particular, like Netflix, um, Lou, I, yes. uh, the, the Wu Tang Clan um, uh, series. I really liked it. There are two episodes, Renee, that we could just not watch, and you're right. One is on a ferry. Come on, right. <laughs> but, um, but it, I still thought it was. I don't know. I just. I, yeah. maybe it's a bigger product so that's more shelf life i yeah yeah it's just longer you know it, it keeps you tuned in longer but um but the problem with the movie thing is that so then you start getting avengers movies that are three hours long you know and like that's too long wow. you know that's one of the things i really liked about the new thor movie which has you know it's it's not a great movie um but it's very funny um it doesn't take itself seriously it takes itself just seriously enough. Just enough. But it's more of a comedy than it is like a, a big action movie. Like and it. it's the first Marvel movie, the first one, that is under two hours. It's under two. Under two hours. Because I have a yeah. friend, and he's usually my movie-going guy. And if it's like, I think over two, he's like, no. If it's right. two and a quarter, I mean, he's not coming. Right. And I but really... No, yeah. Yeah, I just it, can't afford to be disappointed by my entertainment anymore. I'm too old. To go. Right. 
Right. And, um, and, and, and again, I mean, for all the things we've talked about with Nope, and I wanted to have this type of discussion, it's, sure. I agree with you. I think it's worth seeing in the theater. Yes, absolutely. And I think absolutely. it's worth, um, I think it's worth it. I think it's, it's, it, it, it just, the spectacle, man. When's the last, we don't have a lot of spectacle movies, do we? No, no. And especially, you know, again, you know, the spectacle that Jordan Peele comes up with is not something you've seen before. That, that's right? what I'm, when I say spectacle. I don't mean Titanic, which I finally saw a year ago. I watched it on Netflix. I know. What did you think? James Cameron is somewhere. It was so much better than I thought. It was so much better than I thought. And I, I like Kate Winslet. I think Leonardo DiCaprio looks like he's 10. So I that know. He looks really, really young. Yeah. The, the, I don't want to say special effect. The, the special effect, everything was impressive. Holds up. Well, well he built that ship. I mean, he oh. built that ship on a water tank in Mexico. That's why it was the most expensive movie ever made. Is when that ship starts to break in half. That's not CGI. That's a real ship. Real? Okay. And the people are like hanging off. It's on. They, he he shot it on the biggest water tank, which is in Mexico, and he basically built that ship. Now. The ship doesn't sail in the ocean. Like when you see the ship sailing on the ocean, that's CGI. But everything that you're running on, and and you know, once the iceberg, once it hits the iceberg, here. And and the interesting thing about Titanic, just really quickly, the the interesting thing about Titanic is I remember the first time I saw it, the first half of the movie, I was like, oh my god, this is a disaster because Cameron <laughs> is not good at just writing ordinary people. Like just They're normal not, people. It's not good, um, and I was like, oh my God, this is terrible. You know, it's, and then they hit the iceberg and it, none of that mattered anymore. It's a whole different film. It's, well, it's a whole different film and the characters, you know, once, and you know, this is true of a lot of his movies. It's true of The Abyss. Um, it's true of, I think, Avatar, uh, which I'm not a huge fan of, but, um, you know, the, the first 20 minutes of Avatar when they're in human land. I've never seen it. That's on my no list with Jurassic Park. I don't know what, it's anything very popular. And I'm like, no. Well, you know. The seven the, dresses, the, never. Well, the second, the sec, the first sequel is coming out in December of Avatar. And you know, there are three more coming. They've already been shot. I think Kate Winslet is in one, right? Yes, she's in. Uh, she's what in are this you doing one. to me, Kate? I'm not going to sit through. But Titanic was remarkable, and I take back everything I ever said when I when it was coming out. And I'm like, and and reading about it, the gamble that the, Christmas oh, yeah. release. What were the, a Christmas? Wasn't it a? I think it was a Christmas release. So what? Um, so what happened is no, it was going to be a July movie, and they had even printed bags of popcorn, AMC, because I remember getting one. And it said, uh, it said Titanic on it and it said July 2nd of, uh, 1999, whatever, 1998. And a month before the movie's release, which is, as you know, is very late, 20th Century Fox announced that they were moving it to Christmas because Cameron, Cameron wasn't ready. And everyone, jumped on that movie and said, oh man, this is going to be the biggest bomb ever. That's the biggest tell that it's a bomb. Right. And, you know, I, I, I remember this column because I got so much mail for it. This Uh is before email, but I wrote a column that said, you know what? Let him take his time with it. It's not our money. It's not like we're subsidizing this movie with our tax dollars. And If If he needs six months more to make it the best movie he can be, 
Let him have it. The movie's still coming out. You know, you're not you're not going to pay a more expensive ticket price. And um, I felt very vindicated <laughs> when the movie came out. And then it won like every Oscar, and it won. It beat it, set like every it's box. It's remarkable, and I, I I don't know what my my issue is with things that are tremendously popular or like James Cameron. I don't know him. He's probably great. Now I want to see True Lies because I never saw that either. Oh my god, True Lies is so much fun. I'm it's gonna so much fun, and I'm gonna grab it. Well, it's really hard to find. Um, I don't know where it is. I can't. Find yeah, it. no, no. It's it's really hard to find, but there's a you know that about a fourth of the movie was shot down here. Yeah, I've written stories about it. Oh, you, oh, you have? Okay. I've told, so, like, I mean, little little things. People are, are telling me these great stories about when they filmed and like, you know. You know what happens on the Seven Mile Bridge? Yes. Okay. So, because yeah. when you see that, you're like, wow. I've seen and parts it's... of the film that the way they did that was extraordinary. I tried to reach the special effects guy. He wouldn't. He has a website. He wouldn't call me back but yeah i know those guys are like like those guys are untouchable but yeah really? with the with the seven mile bridge sequence you're watching it and you're like this this is really this is real this can't Did be you know, i didn't know this after when that film came out it looked so real uh the sun sentinel people they were writing stories like no they didn't really blow right. up any bridges like it, right it, right and, and they thought it was a new one i mean they it, had to like, write stories like hello america it's yeah. <laughs> fake and there's people well, well and, and like like the fighter jet on, on brickle avenue like i mean it's just amazing to me you I'm know gonna, like um, how cameron and that's what cameron's talent is right but you watch that and it looks like they really flew a jet and just started shooting up I, buildings you and know? i love that stuff i love action i love um uh, whatever they call it i love stuff blowing up i don't know why that's great it's cathartic it's fun to watch and as long as it's fake, you know, like yes, yes, that in in really painful films about um, social issues. So, um, right, right. I got it. Renee Rodriguez, you have been so great. I have kept you so long, but oh no, 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 listen. When I'm talking about movies like time, like I, like I, I literally don't know how long we've been talking. This is wonderful, but... like three hours. But I'm gonna, um, yeah, I hope we can talk again. And thanks for doing this, and congratulations on the new. Uh, career up there in film. They're very lucky to have you, University Thank you. of Miami. Thank you, Gwen. No, I will thanks. talk to you. I will talk to you later, Renee. Thank you. Thanks for having me. favorite film watcher people movie loving people how are you Rooney uh good morning Gwen how are you I'm nice good. to thanks, see you again thanks for coming on on the, the podcast I thought of you after I saw Jordan Peele's nope and um I interviewed you before and we talked a lot about movies you um you know a lot about film and in in your time in QS you did so much for the tropic cinema and um and other other film stuff so you went to see nope because i asked you to. <laughs> i didn't know you were i just didn't want to talk about it you're like i'm on my way to see it and i'm like wow thank you you strong arm me gwen you strong arm me i i mean you know i i i am no match <laughs> to your powers of persuasion i just assumed you see everything 
you know, I do, but you know, as you as you know, I no longer live in Key West, and I and I live in um, Hawaii, and we don't have access to the films the way that we did with the Tropic Cinema. Oh. The Tropic Cinema really brought a lot, a lot of great films to the community. We're not so lucky to have something like that here, so we're limited. Um, nope was on my list, uh, but you definitely gave me the uh, the nudge to to make it a priority. So thank you, and it was a it was a great experience. So absolutely worth it. What did you have expectations? You've I, I'm gonna guess you've seen Get Out and Us, um, Mr. Peel's first couple of films. I mean, did you had you read reviews of Nope or? I didn't read any reviews and I try not to when I see a movie. I don't like to, you know, go in with someone else's idea of what a movie is supposed to be or how it's supposed to be interpreted. I like the story to wash over me. Um, and I like to, you know, think about it my own way before I engage with others, before I read other reviews. I have to say that with Nope, I did not go in with high expectations. Um, although I enjoyed Get Out and I enjoyed Us and I appreciate, um, you know, that as a filmmaker, Jordan Peele has a unique perspective that absolutely should be shared. Mm -hmm. um, it, you know, it's not necessarily, you know, my go-to when it comes to films, but Nope was absolutely by far my favorite of the three for a variety of reasons. And I, and I thought it was a home run. And um, I guess, because I, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but I, it's kind of hard to describe. It's like, oh, brother and sister, and they're in Hollywood. They have a horse farm, and then some stuff pops up, and they're, <laughs> they have a mission. And then there's a lot of other characters. Um, and it's a long, I liked it, even though I don't like movies over two hours. But I liked it so much. It, to me, it was, I keep using the word spectacle. Like, it was like, shot on IMAX cameras, which I don't really know what that means, but I saw it at the traffic on a smaller screen. And I just felt like I was watching, I haven't seen Lawrence of Arabia, but I felt like I, that was the type of film. I'm dramatic. It, it, well, the film definitely needs to be seen on a big screen. And I have a really great home theater setup anyway, but there's just certain films you need to go to the theater for. And this was yes. one of them. And it was really refreshing to see a film that wasn't a redux or a remake or um, you know, a sequel or a pre-sequel or a post-sequel or whatever sequel, it was nice to see an original story that really was a spectacle. And um, when you, uh, I went because a friend of mine posted, uh, and I'm going to say his name wrong because I say everyone's name wrong. He said, he posted Jordan Peele is what M. Night Sh Shyamalan uh, wishes he were. Like, and I was like, interesting. Because we all thought that guy's yeah. going to make amazing films forever. And uh, I watch him sometimes, even though we... Yeah, he's he's had a couple of decent films. And I think you're right. I think that um, M. Night, I, I think that expectations were higher for him than he may not have reached those expectations. But, you know, he also has an interesting point of view. Correct. Um, so I at least appreciate him as a filmmaker. But again, it's he's not, he's not my go-to. And I think that you know, he, yeah, he doesn't live up to the expectation. Um, but, you know, good for him. We need representation. We need, Correct. you know. I mean, they're, they're, yeah. um, he makes, uh, didn't he do that movie in the elevator where there was like the devil or something? I'm making oh. this up. Uh, I remember The Village and I remember obviously um, Sixth Sense um, and Signs. I never saw Signs, but someone spoiled it for me, which I was kind of happy. <laughs> well, some people have said that there's uh, influences of signs in the movie Nope. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that that was, that was pretty interesting. Now you, it's also hard for me to describe, like, I thought I was going to a horror film, yeah. which I guess it could be in, in it. To me, it was, to me, it was more of an action kind of 
uh, movie with um, with some sci-fi, which I don't usually like sci-fi, but I like this kind of stuff. I like what was going on. What do you think? Well, I, well, I you know I I liked I you know, I, I like the mashup of the genres. Um, there was absolutely uh, you know this was a western for sure, and I think that yeah. we tend to forget the role that black people played you know, during the, you know, during the era of Manifest Destiny, and we forget that there was actually Black cowboys, and Black cowboys still exist, so I really like the, the Western element of it. Um, it absolutely was sci-fi. It absolutely was horror, but not in the vein of, uh, um, you know, The Shining or anything, but it was, it still was a horror, and I really like the, 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 the buddy relationship comedy aspects of it, too. You know, it was, I, I thought it was absolutely a buddy film, whether it was between a brother and sister, whether it was uh, you know, between um, the sales clerk at Fry's, you know, and the brother and sister, I mm. absolutely felt that this was a, a buddy film wrapped in there as well. And I think that's why the film is successful, really. I, there was just a, a, a great deal of the film, the the brother, sister, the 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 Fry, the best, the, the clerk, the guy that sells electronic stuff. Um, Angel, yes. Angel. And then there's a, a director, cinematographer guy. They're all working as a unit, as a uh, team. As a, yes. it, it was like watching kind of a battle. They were, it was it was cool to watch them work together for this common thing that that became huge. Like like it, at first, I'm like, well, how are they going to tell? I know they're fake characters. But how are they going to tell anyone what they're doing? Because it doesn't. No one's right. going to believe them. But it was so. Right big in what they wanted right their goal was like yep well it was the same thing as the character jupe jupe was also seeking the same thing and i thought it was interesting um that that they weren't working with jupe and vice versa um jupe wanted them to attend his show remember he brought the invitation and said you should That's... come to my show and prior to that um, you know, our uh, our lead character, OJ, when he looked down in the valley and he saw that Jupe was doing something with the lights flickering on and off and you could hear that. And I, I assume that to have been a test run. I, OJ knew that Jupe was on to the same thing. Jupe didn't necessarily know that OJ knew, but I was surprised that they did not join forces. That's, that's um, and, and 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 at the other the other thing along those lines is that at some point OJ does realize that Jupe was buying the horses and sacrificing them. Yeah, that was so, I didn't get that. I had someone afterward. I had a lot of questions afterward. I don't. I, I'm not embarrassed. I just left and I was like, I don't. But I read someone sent me a link and it was a very good article and it's it just had some suggestions of what spoilers to everybody. But but um like. You know, because I'm like, well, what's going on? And um, there is a scene, though, where the, when the sister and Emerald is in the house with, I guess, Angel and stuff's going on. That was terrifying. I was, it was chilly. Oh, yes. You know what I'm talking that about? Was, like, that was some War of the world stuff oh, happening there. I was like, oh, this isn't going to be okay. So there no. were those aspects of it where, to me, that's hard when you're, when you're like, yes, you don't know what's going on. And, uh, and, and everyone's going to die. Everyone's <laughs> And and one thing I have to say, and you know, um, I I thought Get Out was great. I liked Us, even though I'm not going to pretend yeah. I get that either. But this movie, I left going. I know there's some there's some huge themes or metaphors, but I, I wasn't until I did some reading. And I like the one about you know taking a wild thing or and, and and thinking it's tame and thinking you've got it. And I thought that was cool. Um, the idea that maybe it's about um, 
uh, black lives being attacked at at any cost. I don't. But what do you do? You have any any theories or anything about uh, of any kind about Nope or what? It, what did it? What was your experience? Well, my experience was that uh, you know, re regardless of the you know black white racial issues, I felt that every character was uh, may have been victimized or may have been silenced or may not have been respected, you know, in their early, you know, childhood days, you know, younger life. And I felt that it was at this moment that every character was, had decided they were no longer going to be a victim and they wanted to reclaim what they thought was theirs. They earned it. You know, they've been through whatever life's traumas and experiences, and it was now their time to get their Oprah moment. And the Oprah moment, obviously that's a little spoiler, but you know, they were, they were all seeking the same thing from, from Jupe to OJ to Emerald to Angel to Antler. Antler was the the cinematographer. You know, they and and I that's what I really appreciated. And I and I don't know if Jordan Peele's intent was to make this about um, you know, if he was attempting to make any social commentary on um, you know, the 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 real issues that the black community faces, because I felt that this cast was uh, a little bit more diverse, you know, mm -hmm. than his previous movies. And so I think that he was really trying to make a universal um, statement that, you know, we, we are we are not victims, you know, to our circumstance and we can take charge and we can take command. But there was one thing I wanted to ask you about that's something that I barely caught a glimpse of, and I probably should do some research. The show Gordy's Home mm -hmm. uh, was, you know, takes, takes place, um, you know, t 20 years ago, 20 plus years ago takes place in Florida near Cape Canaveral and the parents were astronauts or rocket scientists on the and show. there was okay. on the show and and there was a reference made to the word nope you know in in the uh, in the sequence with the family and references were made to rocket scientists and i'm wondering if there was some connection is it you know jordan peele doesn't do anything you know off the cuff it's very person uh, it's it's very specific and I thought that it was interesting that he is, is making a movie about aliens, but yet Gordy's home had to do with space and Cape Canaveral. So did did Jupe feel a connection to the aliens? Did he think that maybe Gordy got possessed? I don't know. And I, I'm, I'm trying I'm I'm trying not to throw out any spoilers, but there wasn't enough. I, I need to see the movie again to further explore that. I but there was definitely a connection now. For that. But, Thank you for thinking I might have the answer to that. I thought <laughs> you were going to ask me because I did end up, I ended up in a rabbit hole where I watched a, a woman, Oprah interviewed this woman who had been savagely attacked by a monkey. It was her friend's yeah. pet monkey. It was awful. I, I mean, I don't even know why I watched this woman was totally disfigured and i i know florida's had had some monkey attacks i thought you were gonna oh yeah oh yeah that. right but right. um but gordy is is a, a chimp and um and and terrible things happen and is it is it like it takes everyone by by surprise but at the same time it's a it's he's not really domesticated or he wasn't as domesticated as they thought i got well and, and thing is yeah, you're smart. I don't know. Well, no, I just, I, you know, like I said, it was, you know, he doesn't do anything without purpose. And the other thing too, someone else told me this. I didn't know this on my own. So before you go thinking that I'm the smart person, someone did tell me that when the the chimp made somewhat of eye contact with Jupe, he in sign language said what happened to the family. 
in oh, sign language. Because there is, um, they give like a little fist bump, yes. right? Yeah, so it was before the fist bump and he signed languages to him, what happened to the family? And so that's why I'm wondering if Jupe actually thought that he was temporarily possessed. You know, and it was, Jupe was a child, right? So he's trying to rationalize and understand what happened to the, to the poor monkey. But I really need to see this movie again just to see the Gordy's home clips. Yeah, and I, I actually want to see the film again too, um, mostly because I just liked it so much. I mean, from the moment it started, I was like, oh, oh, something's coming. Like, I knew things were going to come. And I mean, I have no attention span. And there were a couple of moments when I was like, all right, let's, let's. But I mean, I just thought the whole movie was great. I think everyone should see it. I think. Agreed. So I think everyone would like it for, for what they might think it's sci-fi, horror, or just um, crazy. I don't know about comedy because it, it, the humor is usually kind of relief and not not uh but but it also has that kind of what's the word it is it is some it is some strange material um in a good way and uh I don't know I just I just had to make this show about it because it just was so um um I mean you you know a lot more about film like criticism than I do or film you probably you, you I wanted to talk to you because you, you have the thoughtful way of uh of talking about movies and did did this movie remind you of any movies uh yeah actually uh magnolia and and i know that that doesn't seem obvious uh you know to a lot of people but the characters in magnolia were all uh negatively impacted by television aka the spectacle and so i thought that along those lines of you know people being uh, abused in a certain way by this medium right which is mm -hmm. television um i saw that in the glimpses of nope but where Nope takes a different direction, as I mentioned earlier, the characters in Nope refused to be victims. Whereas in Magnolia, you know, the characters were victims and they were, you know, struggling and clawing, you know, to, to come back to some sense of normalcy. But I enjoyed Nope for the reason that they, 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 they chose not to be victims. And that's sort of where the similarity ends. But I did like that. I did, I did like the, uh, the Magnolia references, I guess. Yeah, because Magnolia is, I too love that movie. And I can kind of see, I hadn't thought of that, but I can kind of see where you're going. And, um, and that movie's like, what, three hours long? I've seen it yeah. several. I, I can I love that. that movie. You know, there's a few <laughs> films that they're on. You're just like, this is what I'm doing. For yep. I have seen that film, Paul Thomas Anderson. And, 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 and um, my God, it's, you're right. Every character is almost like, is just stunted or uh, they're still downtrodden and, and beat yep. up. Yep. And um, and and big things happen there, and yeah. and I think too with the the same the, the, another similarity between Magnolia and Nope is that the characters did feel validated by the spectacle. They felt like all of them across the board felt like what they were doing meant nothing unless it was a spectacle. Like they like they were they, in Nope they were talking about the Oprah moment. They were talking about you know the uh you know the the first film that was made in the United States was a black uh, jockey on a horse that no one even knows the name of that jockey. You know, it's been lost, you know, in, in history. And so I think that, you know, for everyone, they were seeking validation I think by I becoming part of the spectacle. And I mean, I wanted to cheer at the end because I did not oh, like, yeah. and even though I can look back and go, oh my God, really? But I, what Emerald does at the, the end, I'm just like, this is insane bravery i've never i haven't seen anything quite like that 
in a film and I, I can't think of anything that that is just like the way it ends and and it's so um uh I just wanted to cheer I was like oh it worked but and, you know I, I I felt the same way but I was also sad at the same time actually I felt like you know the the phrase that was running through my head was picks or it didn't happen right like nice. I, I I felt I I felt like you know, even even in the moments where she was fearing for her life, you know, she was so driven by having to prove herself. I felt a little sad, and I understand what you meant about. And I, I totally get it. It was, it was so it was so great to see her at the end and, and get what she wanted. And I was rooting for her, but I was a little sad by that. Oh, I had I had my moments of like, is this worth it? To you know, we we can all just go home early. Yep. Um, but that idea, oh, that's a great point too, about we have to everything. And I'm guilty of this too, because I'm, my Facebook is, blah. I have to be on it for work. So I have fun with my real page, but uh, <laughs> if there's a lot of, in, in work, the if pictures are not cool. They want video. Everyone wants yeah. video. Yep. And, and if you can get a special video, like a turtle or a shark, you can yep. get a million page views. I mean, you can get um and page views are how we get subscribers and revenue yep. but i mean it 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 becomes this sort of um well if we don't have the video mm, yeah. Did it happen? but no i had moments where i was like i think i know but where i was just like i don't know if this is as is, is anyone really gonna carry their way or and also it did if i'm correct that it started with this oh we're gonna make some dough uh, by proving this and then that seemed to go by the wayside and although dough, oh, yeah. money is important yeah. money is is freedom in this country yeah. so, sadly to say but it sort of became more of a we're gonna do the impossible or we're gonna do the right thing uh that's a really good point um that's a really good point thanks and, uh, <laughs> i have nothing to add to that because it's like oh yeah that's that's right. Well, I just, I, I just haven't raved about anything in so long when it comes to motion pictures. And I'm, I'm so like tired of the whole, I mean, people can like what they want, but I'm not going to go see Thor. Rooney right. I just, right. Right. I, I, and then I got excited about black phone and then it, it didn't stay long enough. And then I heard, and, and I, movies about kids being, I don't want to see right. that anyway, but I just stay home and watch horror films. I watch Hulu. I watch bad documentaries on Netflix. Uh, is there such a thing as a bad documentary? Well, oh, okay. There might be a few out there. <laughs> there's there's a couple. No, I love documentaries. I mean, I watch the true crime ones. I don't even know if those count as I watch those and I'm kind of like, okay, I'm I'm on for the exploitation. But I mean, I just got so excited to see it and, and I didn't know much about it. I just knew Jordan Peele. Right. I like the title. I liked the and act. you liked his previous work, like the previous work, and it was just super, um, super cool. And I have run into people. I was at a party, and I go, "I'm on my way to see Nope," and a couple of them were like, "Oh," and I was like, "I know, I know," but but my friend says it's good, and if he says it's good, it's good. So, um, so what's what's the word on the street in Key West with regards to the film? Are people loving it? Are they going to see it? I only know a few people. I haven't asked. I've been telling everyone to go. Um, you know, I was kind of bummed that it's in the small theater, but hey, you know, maybe it's moved. It could move by tomorrow. Um, but my friend Kevin really liked it. He 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 um, found it was valuable, it was worth watching, and um, every, a couple of people were like, eh, and I'm like, it's okay, it's not for. Yeah. Everybody. Oh yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I was like, dude, come on. I mean, it's not. 
this is important stuff. I mean, uh, I, and I agree with you. And, and I always give extra bonus points to directors that are telling a different story, you know, regardless of what the story is, if it's different, if it's a unique perspective, because, you know, we watch a lot of movies, we've seen a lot of stuff before, right? So I just just on on the freshness of the film alone, it's worth seeing. Definitely. And I, I went to see Get Out and I, I didn't love it. And I'm not embarrassed. Yeah. I liked it. It was very, yeah. it's like complaining about the best show on TV. Or like it's still the best thing on TV. Um, I liked the, the story. I thought it was valuable, but it, I, and I love the actors. I just wasn't, I was like, I just didn't hit me. I don't know. But us, I was like, oh my God, this is so insane and original and crazy and scary. And um, what's going to happen? So, I mean, I understand if people don't, but I, you know what I'm talking about. There's certain films you're like, okay, we can talk if you if you got this or. Um, well, I but... hope that you do get a chance to see um, everything, everywhere, all at once. If I'm getting that title correct, I'm going to find Michelle it. I'm going to Google and find it. And anything else we should definitely see it because you're you're that, in that the... one. Yes, I mean you know that one's a big one. I have seen I have seen Thor. Um, oh, you know what I missed? What? I missed uh, Marcel, the shell with shoes on. And that is a, I don't want to say it's a children's film, you know, but it's, it's definitely, you know, a very sweet animation that's narrated by Jenny Slate. I'm not sure if you're familiar with who Jenny I've Slate is. She's fun. Yeah, she's, she's fantastic. But it looks like a really sweet, sweet film about home and family and loss. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know too much more about it, but that is supposed to be a really great family film. Uh, Marcel, the shell with shoes on. And again, the other movie that I cannot recommend enough is, uh, you know, let me let me just double check. I'm getting the name of the movie right because I'm always stirring it up. I, I do the same the same thing because the last film that blew me away. Well, there's two in 2019, um, Hustlers and Queen and yeah. Slim. I loved Queen and that Slim. That was the last thing and I saw. And I didn't before. know anyone who saw that movie. And I'm it so happy here. that you loved it. It played at the, the, it had to be the Tropic. I went with yeah. some friends and we were all, oh man, I was crying and I was excited. Yes. It had all this false hope. I mean, that film was just, you talk about a ride. Yes. That's the true road trip, like adventure taking on the world. No, that was, that was amazing. But I did get the title right. It is everything, everywhere, all at once. I mean, I, when I tell you that Michelle Yeoh could potentially win uh, for, for best female actor, uh, I, I'm willing to put money on it. Right. Rooney Goyle, thank you so much for doing my will and seeing. <laughs> I just thought you'd seen it, and everybody you got to get. Rooney was like, oh, "Okay, I'm on it, and I'm going to see it this weekend." And I was like, "Okay." Like, I, I didn't know, but I, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna start seeing how, what else works with that with interviews. You know, like like bring me a sandwich. Um, but uh, <laughs> thanks for taking the time. And I hope don't underestimate your power, Gwen. Don't underestimate <laughs> it. Thanks again. And uh, take care of yourself. Thank you so much, Gwen, okay. for the opportunity. Thanks for listening to We're Not Finished, a podcast presented by the studios of Key West. The studios is a leading art institution in South Florida. It's located downtown at 533 Eaton Street. For a list of events and more programming like this, go to tskw.org.